Welcome to Fires on the Farm Podcast. I'm Donovan, and right in front of me is Roy. Oh, it's so beautiful watching all this great Padres baseball. Tons and tons of baseball. Um, it has been a, another really interesting week. I mean, they finally lost today, and we'll get to that a little bit later on, but they finally lost a game today, which is we're going to be Cactus League champions. What was that, eight in a row? Eight in a row. I've, are they ever going to lose again? That's what people were saying. Right, and up until today. Yeah, we're going to win 160-something. 169. More than 162. Yeah. Then you add on all the spring training games. We're going to win 190 games. And then postseason, all the way to the World Series. Now, let's not get our hopes too much. Yeah. Up too much. It is spring, spring training, training, but it's encouraging to see Will Myers hitting home runs and line drives to right center field. Yes. And see, I mean, Tommy Pham today had a nice hit, and he's yeah. working walks. I said Frank, um, Francisco Mejia worked a walk. Yes. Ty France had a nice at-bat. And today, there was a lot of really... It was an ugly game against the Royals, but yeah. there's a lot of nice things to see. But yesterday, they had a one-hit shutout as a group effort. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, that's going deep into the minor league guy. I think Fred, Sch- Fred Schlichtholz was in. God, yeah, it's a tough name to say. Yeah. You know, who I've been trying to get on the not trying to get on the podcast, who I've been just like, okay, we'll get, well, maybe we'll get him next week. We'll get him next week. We're going to get him on. Well, he was somebody that was up in Lake Elsinore. I don't know if you had a chance to talk to him up there, but he's yeah. got a lot of personality. Yeah. He was like a friendly, jovial guy that you'd see him joking around with people. Um, so I had a chance to talk to him a couple of times. Super nice dude. So but I'd love to talk to him. Before we get started, I want to go back to the last episode and our and our conversation with, with Mason Fioli, dude. That was so fun. I it mean, was. I, and I've got a lot. I don't know if you got it, but a lot a lot of uh, social media interactions with people, the, how they dig it. We talked about music. Hey, this band's really great. I, I love this band. This is my first band. It was fun. And we, like, literally, guys, we could have went on for longer. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, we could have talked for hours. So we're going to do that again. We're going to try to find those players that will have, uh, you know, the, we, the same taste in music, I guess, because I can't really talk to hip-hop too much. I can't talk to easy lifting. You know, I can talk yacht rock all day. Well, I think that's what but, kind of made him stand out. Because yeah. you see people that on their Instagram, they're posting videos, and they got the music to it, and it's modern music or country or whatever. But everything he listens to is the same stuff that we grew up listening to. Yeah. So there was like a connection that we just had to dive deeper into. So another uh, another former uh, friend of the podcast, well, a friend of the podcast, Josh Emmerich, uh, the West Coast Supervisor Scouting. He's going to come on in May because they get busy when the season starts in June. He's going to come on in May and we're going to talk music with him as well. All right. But as I, as I said before we got started, uh, when I texted him that, um, he was like, Right in my wheelhouse, man. He was stoked. I'm like, let's talk about let's talk about music. And, and he's like, yeah, do it, let's do it in May. I'm listening to Bach right now. So it's not just going to be rock and roll. We're going to talk classical music. We'll probably go from all those genres of music that we can touch on. He I'll can have touch to on. Brush up on my classical music and my Rachmaninoff and Mendelssohn. Right and uh, exactly. <laughs> well, I got Symphony Hall on on Sirius XM. I just don't play it too often. But on occasion, I'll throw it on when I want to just calm down and just kind of. Let my mind, you know, relax. Mm-hmm. I'm such a high-strung guy that like I want rock and roll music. Have you seen that they're building a new shelter, a new uh, structure for the orchestra, an outdoor structure where it's not it's not Humphreys, it's right behind the convention center. Yeah, uh, it's something on the bay. Or it's yeah. in the clamshell. They think the, yeah. I think it's called the clamshell. I, I don't know what they're going to call it, but it's a permanent outdoor structure. The stage they've always used there is a, per- a temporary stage. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's going to be a permanent structure with proper acoustics and all this stuff. Uh, so I'm excited to see that. And I want to take Angela to go see the symphony there. 
Yeah, and that's going to be their kind of their outdoor home. What do they call right. it? Not Symphony by the Bay, mainly Mozart. Um, there's a couple other programs that are with the classical music uh, community yeah, here in San Diego. We saw that do Rick that. Springfield there, and he was backed by a, a section of the symphony. Really? So they've got a whole series. Of, there's a, they're like a cover band, a Pink Floyd cover band is going to perform Pink Floyd's The Wall. Is it is that Pink Floyd or is it, that the Australian Pink Floyd? This they they cover albums of a bunch of different musicians. Like oh. every concert, they'll and so it might be Beatles, it might be Rolling Stones, or something like that. But this one, they're going to perform "The Wall" by Pink Floyd, which is one of my favorite albums. Which we and talked I'm, a lot about. Yeah, last episode with Mason. Yeah, it's one of those like you know, I wish I could get in a time machine and go back. I'd love to see Pink Floyd on that tour. You know, they lost money on that tour because the production was so over the top. Yeah. Everybody lost money except the keyboarder, keyboard player because he was a contractor for that tour. Interesting. He, he quit, and they said, hey, we need you. We're going to pay you, so come play. And he's the only one that made money on the tour. And I, I thought I heard something. We didn't mention this with, with Mason last week. I thought I heard somewhere that Roger Waters was going to get back together. Oh, they've been talking about that forever, and it's like personalities. I don't, I don't that know just if it was can't. Gilmore's wife, or like I heard that it was already done deal, or at least that they were seriously considering it. And I'll believe it when I see it. Because they had that one tribute concert. There was a fundraiser, and they all got on stage together one time, and it was this, oh my God, this is going to happen, and it didn't happen. Same thing happened with Led Zeppelin. They, they all get on stage at the same time, right? and they were playing with Jason Bonham. It didn't happen. Anyway, we're, we're not here to talk about music. We're here to talk about baseball. Yes. yes. So who has, so far in spring training, who has stood out to you of, of all the, the minor league ball players? Well, we talked about him last week, Gilbert Arias. Um, I, I really like the fact that a lot of Padre fans don't know who he is. I mean, a lot of you guys that are listening to this podcast absolutely know who he is. But to have him finally come on the scene and break, just start breaking the, the mold, that shortstop has been fantastic. I love, I've been really paying attention to a lot of Taylor Trammell's at-bats. Right. Um, he's doing really well. Some of those little, you know, just kind of squib singles, but I think he had another hit today. Yeah, he pulled one into right field. It was a line drive to right field. Um, so it, you don't have to hit the ball 400 feet no. to be a successful hitter. You need no. to just do what the pitch dictates. Right. So that's what it looked like today. There were runners on base. It was a it, not even a line drive. It was almost like a flare into shallow right field, but it got the job done. It got runners in. Yeah. So I have the phone on a little stand at work, and I'm kind of not paying attention to it. And I look down. I see this guy in the lefty batter's box, and I thought it was Franchi Cordero. Yeah. And their their posture and their swing is kind of similar between the two of them. So Franchi's hip, his hands come through the ball so quick. Yeah. And and Taylor's got that same kind of just quick little whip it through kind of motion. So he's hitting well. He's getting a lot of play in the outfield. And uh, Edward Olivares has also impressed me a lot. Yes. He's yes. shown some power. He's shown plenty of speed. And he can go get it in center field. They've moved both of those guys around all three positions. I've noticed they played Taylor in right field. So I think they're trying to dispel some of the narrative that he's got a noodle arm. Like, okay, right. well, we're going to put him in right field and have him try some throws yeah. and see what happens. And it's spring training. So it's all just to get a look-see. Um, it, it, to look-see, it's just to get everyone at bats. So they're getting guys out of position, maybe seeing if they can play the position. Um, I'm all for it. I'm all like, it's spring training. Let them practice. Um, Trent Grisham has been everything that we were hoping he would be, I think. So oh, yeah. Far. You know, that uh, – and it's been nice. It's been nice that he's been able to hit and uh, see that funky little golf – the funky little golf grip. Yeah, he's got kind of an abbreviated follow-through kind of thing. You know, even seeing Jake Cronenworth uh, get several at-bats. Right. Uh, and 
you know, we hear about these guys and we only know him from, you know, Cronenworth, not uh, Cronenworth, but Grisham from the from the playoffs and missing the ball. But that we never one seen him play. bat. Yeah. One play doesn't define a player. A few at bats and you see him out in the outfield. He's got some wheels. He can oh, cover yeah. some ground. Like he's going to be, I think he'll be better overall than Margot. I love Margot's defense. Obviously, the bat lagged, but I think we're going to get a little bit of both from from Grisham. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to surprise a lot more people with the defense than uh, than you know they think he'll that people think that he will be. Sure, but um, the bat's going to be there, and that's going to be the matter. Oh, that's yeah. going to be the on base, getting on base, so the big boppers can get on and get him over. Yeah, I can see him being toward the front of the order if he's a high yeah. on base kind of a guy that, that he's yeah. supposed to be. There was an article on MLB.com that uh, that AJ Castavell put out. And they were talking to he talked to different players and was like taking votes of who's impressed you so far, and the top vote getter was Jake Cronenworth. So you mentioned him. Yeah. Uh, people are impressed that he everything he does he makes everything look easy. Everything seems to come naturally to him. Yeah. Um, and it's just he just kind of goes out there and does his work. Whatever they need him to do, he'll do it. I saw he played some first base. He's been pitching bullpens. Apparently, they're going to work him into the games a little bit as time goes by. So I'm really intrigued to see. How they're going to use him? If he's going to make the major league roster, uh, how that how that all is going to pan out? See, and I think he's making the roster. I and I'll say it again. I've been saying it since the beginning. I think Frenchy starts in AAA. Yeah, I think um, he Naylor, hasn't been playing a ton so far. He hasn't been. Uh, he hasn't looked horrible at the plate, but he's still you know he's struggling to get a hit so far. I think he's got one or two, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I just I really think he will do better to get some at bats. Naylor's already kind of established himself a little bit as uh, you know a major leaguer, right. at least a major league hitter. Apparently, he, he's got a f- bit of the flu bug right now too. Oh, dude, it, it's been going around. Yeah, Tatis has been down for a few yeah. days. Uh, what Cal Con- Cal Quantrill, I think, has. He's the one. He's like what do they call it, patient A. Or, is he the seed? Yeah, he's the patient A, <laughs> whatever. Um, but to go back to Naylor, he's lost that weight. I haven't heard anything if he's gained a step or anything like that. But he's doing the work. To get better. Yeah. And if it's losing the weight, it makes him a little bit fleeter foot, makes mm-hmm. him a little bit faster because he's already pretty athletic. I think he has the inside track. I think Francie will do well, even if he's hitting 900 in the Pacific Coast League and he's hitting you know shots to the moon. Get him those at-bats. Get him to tighten it up with the, with the approach. Mm-hmm. And then he can come up. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen that before where guys just have monster. I mean, what was that year that Austin Hedges batted like 350? Right. We're like, who's this? Bring him up. Bring him up. And he hits like 210. Yeah. So we can't we can't just go by that. The single most impressive thing I've seen was the home run that Jorge Onya hit. Oh, my God. He obliterated that baseball. I wanted an emergency pod just for that home run. Yeah, I saw that. I was I was screaming. I was like, holy crap. Oh, my God. And he's been hitting well. Not just the bomb, but that was. Oh my God! It was a piece of artillery. It was like Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'd heard the, the guy is powerful, but yeah. I haven't had a chance to see it. And then he just unloaded on that. And he didn't even look like he was. I mean, yeah, he he got into it. Yeah, but it wasn't like a batting practice. I'm going to see how far I can hit this ball. It's just he's he got one on the tee and put a charge into it, he's, and it cleared everything. Yeah, <laughs> it ended up it ended up in Tempe, I think, over there. You know what else has impressed me? Um, and I think he's really. A sleeper guy that will at least get a call up, I think, during the he could even be the shuttle guy, is Steve Wilson. Yes. Friend of the podcast, Steve Wilson. Right. Um, I watched a couple of the games that were televised were the other guys, um, you know, the out-of-town team. I think I watched the White Sox game, and they were talking about him. They were talking about the arm. So it's l- nice to have 
the other, the, the visiting team broadcasters kind of like hear what they have to say about our players. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they didn't know Steve Wilson from Adam. And they were talking about, and he was doing well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's had a really strong spring so far. So he, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Bearclaw hasn't done that much. Um, who's the other? He, Jimmy Yakubanis. Yakubanis. He's he done had, really he well. He had one bad outing, yeah. and he's been really good ever since. Yeah, I saw him last night. I think he did well last yeah, night. And they've got Chiwe Hu in, in, uh, as another non-roster invitee. Okay, um, is that Seth Frankhoff? Yeah. So there's there's a handful of guys that are kind of unheralded people that were brought in on minor league deals. Uh, that I mean, if they if they, I don't see a path for those guys to make the major league roster coming out of spring training. There's that, there's already depth. like five spots taken by guys that are veterans, and then another two or three spots taken by guys that are pretty much guaranteed to make the squad. So they're really looking to maybe one, maybe two guys? Right. I'm looking at Jose Castillo and Andres Munoz maybe taking like the last <clears throat> very tail end, and then Javi Guerra. Guerra will probably, I would think Guerra could probably take that unless there's a trade, but Castillo hasn't pitched, and they're pushing, they keep pushing him back. They keep pushing, pushing him back. back, yeah. I mean, what was his spring, it was a sprained ligament in his middle finger that took him out of the game. Yeah. And yeah. that was such a shame because that last pitch he threw was just, Filthy slider to get a strikeout to end the inning. Right. And, and or no, it didn't even end the inning. No, it was in the middle know. of an inning. But then he was like shaking his hand a little bit, and they came out, and there he went. It's like, man, we just got him back. Right. But and it took a string, the strained ligament to throw that nasty slider. Yeah. So I, there, there's a lot to like. It's spring training, so everyone's working on things today. Luis Patino finally got his, oh, his first gosh. shot. I was so excited. I. I all day, I'm like, okay, more home. Whoa, more home. Got lit up today by a bunch of AAA guys. Yeah, I thought they might bring him in right there to, to so back like, him up. Okay, let's see. No, it's uh, who came in next. I think, um, was it Yates came it in? Javi Guerra came in Javi next. Javi came in next, and then Yates yeah. came in. I'm like, I kept checking the innings, innings. I'm like, all right. Finally, he came in. By the time he came in, I saw the first at bat, and then I had to go work, and then I came back, and I'm like, oh, whoa. Okay. He struck the first guy out. Yeah. And but then he got the three runs that yeah was a bad call. Well, I mean, at first, first of all, the umpire was squeezing him a little bit. Yeah. It looked like there were some pitches right around the edge that he was locating, and he wasn't getting the call. Okay, that's that's fine. Um, and then he gave up. He struck the guy out. He gave up a hit. Gives up a walk. Uh, there was a ground ball to Profar that Profar absolutely booted, and I don't know how that got ruled an error. It was a grounder that he should have scooped it and easy play. Um, I I don't know where they draw the line as to what's a hit and what's an error because I've heard that if the if you have it hit your glove then they'll rule it an error. He did go to his left a little bit, so he did kind of go deep in the hole. Yeah, he did make, make a couple steps, but he put his your average second right baseman there. makes that play and right. throws him out with several steps to go. Right. Um, it wouldn't have been a close play. He was, and then he, there was the ground ball up the middle that he that hit his foot. Yeah. And that wound up keeping the inning going. And that's fine because, you know, most young guys will, will have it bounce off their foot, run to the ball, and then chuck it, you know, chuck it into right field trying to make the play. Right. Presence of mind, awareness. Mm-hmm. He ate it, and that's fine. I thought he looked great. I, I the, the mechanics looked great. Uh, the control, not not quite there. First first appearance, but though. fastball heavy. You know that, that they've said, hey, just throw fastballs. Yeah. You know, Austin, or I think Hedges is behind the plate, yeah? I believe Austin was behind the yeah. plate at that time. Maybe one off-speed pitch per per batter. Yeah. I saw one slider. I saw one changeup that looked really good. Mm-hmm. But it was just, just go there and throw fastballs. Yep. And, uh, and then he talked to Scan afterwards. You know, So I, I, that's fine. Like, 
what you guys didn't see is Patino when Patino can be Patino. And that is when you can work all three pitches in, and you're going to see that as the progression goes. Right. As the next one, maybe it'll be like, okay, throw two breaking balls in an at-bat. Maybe throw three in an at-bat or whatever. It's going to progress. It's his first outing at spring training. Last week, when we had the beginning of the season, everyone was just fastballs. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's not like, I mean, believe me, I was hoping to get like nine pitch inning. Believe me, that's yeah. that's what I could I see the immaculate know. inning, right? You know, because that's our boy. It's it's our Patino, but the reality is, is he's you know he's probably told that you throw it like this. Don't go too crazy. Yeah, on top but even of then, me. it looked like he was. I I don't want to say overthrowing, but I think he was really trying to air it out. Yeah, and he was working around the zone. He wasn't you know it's not like he was wild thing up there. Yeah. But I, I, I'm sure he had the butterflies going, yeah. and that he was trying to impress everybody that I'm on the big stage, I get to do something, because that's just that's part of who he is. Yeah, it's a baby rattlesnake. I love it. <laughs> I love it. You and know, the, and the Sally Perez and Sally Perez hits the hanging slider. I mean, and that was the one slider he hung. And even then, that that ball could have been caught. Maybe if someone had a little bit quicker. I think Tramel was the center. Um, if it was maybe better, better positioning, he mm-hmm. probably could have caught it, but. The only hard hit ball of the whole outing. Yeah, and it wasn't. I mean, it was it was hit hard, but it wasn't it had a lot of top spin on it. So it was, there was a ground ball to first base, and he covered first. Yeah. So the PFPs are working. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, so he he looked comfortable out there. He looked all right. And then yeah. afterwards, the interview was, you know, all the typical stuff. Uh, they were throwing the sunflower seeds at him and all of that, but he handled himself well. You get to see some of the personality, and you get to see that smile because when the smile is like, okay, he's, he's nervous. You kind of you kind of hear it. And I'm working, I'm working a lot in spring training, my first time, and then you see him smile, turn around and smile, like that's our boy. Yeah, that's, that's our guy. Yeah, and he and but also he does have room for improvement. Obviously, there's going to be some. You know, I thought we saw on Twitter. I saw a little bit on Twitter before I got here. Like, if he gets here in September, that's fine. Yeah. If he gets here sooner, that's almost bad, simply because there's going to be some injuries. Right. And our Because there's a lot of of starting pitchers ahead of him on the depth chart. Absolutely. You want to leave him the time Mm -hmm. to learn and develop. Right. Gore is pretty much a finished product. He needs to prove a couple of things. Right. And then that's it. You just let him go. But with Patino, I mean, last year he learned so much about struggling in the first inning or what do you do when you don't have one of your pitches or what do you do if you start getting touched up a little bit and he would kind of get mad and start overthrowing, yeah. try to throw harder, try yeah. to make the breaking stuff filthier. Yeah. Or you, what do you do if they pick up your sequence that they see that you're going to lead everybody off with a fastball up, then they're all looking for that. and they Ambush. Yeah. Yeah, so he he learned a lot of lessons last year and it's going to this is going to be a year of progression for him. So what time's the game tomorrow? Oh, geez, I don't even know. Is it another 1 o'clock game? I think it's another 1 o'clock. Got to add a work at 2. Okay. And I'm I sure... I guess it's 12 o'clock here, right? Right. But I... Oh, so I might get to see Matt before I go to work. Oh, that's right. Is it... I don't think it's teleca- televised. I'm going to fly to Peoria right now. I know. <laughs> I hope I they didn't do that on purpose. I hope they didn't look at the schedule and go, okay, the Thursday no. game is not going to be aired, so we're just going to... Leave that one in the dark so nobody gets to see Mac. Well, I'm going to listen to it. And up until the minute I got to leave for work, I'm going to be on Twitter. I'm sure there's going to be video. I'm sure they're going to be talking about it. Um, you know, once again, it's one of those anticipations like we want to see a nine strike inning or it's lights or it's sell the guy. You know what I mean? No, yeah. it's, he's going to have nerves. I, I saw the nerves in the futures game mm-hmm. with Mac. Like he walked that first guy and abruptly just. 
picked him off at first, but there were some nerves there. So now you're on the big stage, and as much as you can prepare, be around major league guys in the clubhouse and you know in the backfields. When you're on the stage, is go time. Oh, for sure. So um, it's just going to be fan. It's 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 got to start somewhere. You know what I mean? It does. I, yeah. I just, I'm getting all excited. And, and it all, starts ah! tomorrow. <laughs> yes. So there have been some interesting articles that have come out this week. There have uh, been. So Mad Friars has been doing a great job, kind of. So they came out with their top twenty. Yeah. Um. And uh, but what was interesting to me was they came out with a couple of articles about sleepers that talking about guys that didn't make their top twenty list, but people that are worth following. Uh, so I've got their their pitching article in front of me. Um, Elliot Ashbeck, he's already made an appearance in one of the spring training games. Yeah. Um, so he's a left-handed starting. Wait, I'm sorry, right-handed starting right-handed pitcher. Right-handed pitcher. He's relief. He he was working in both roles last yeah. year, wasn't he? Because he started in Lake Elsinore and he wound up moving up to Amarillo at one point. Um, it's kind of a kind of a utility like a like a Leatherman, like a right the six and one tool or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did you know in that. Uh, Bless his heart. He did get lit up in that one outing, but that's okay. Right. Right. And that happens. Yeah. Um, so they mentioned Carlos Guarate, and I thought that was interesting that they picked him out because when we when they had the uh, the Don Welke Classic here, yeah. he pitched in that game. And I don't know why. I'm, I'm not a scout. I do not have a trained eye, but every once in a while you see somebody and there's something that stands out. Yeah. And so he's he's a really athletic looking guy. He's got a lot of energy on the mound. Like he looks he looked like he was pissed off out there. Like and I don't mean in, in an actual like emotional angry way, but he had the look of of focus and determination and like I'm I'm MF or I'm gonna get you out. Yeah. And it's and he's got electric fastball and a good looking slider. Uh, but he's what, nineteen? Um and he's rail thin, so that you watch a guy. How's he going to fill out? How's he going to? Is he going to add velocity? Is he going to learn extra pitches? Is the command going to improve? Yeah, in that game, everyone you got to throw that game out too because I think he got lit up. He did. Like, we everyone did got lit up. up that game. Yeah, <laughs> and Ryan Weathers, I think, was the only guy that did pretty good. Uh-huh. And maybe the couple, of, you know, later as the game progressed, it just got worse and worse and worse. Yeah. But that's right. I, I'm excited to see him make it to to, to uh, Tri Cities. Mm-hmm. Maybe finish up in uh, Fort Wayne. And then next on their list is Reese Nair. And so I got to throw out a first pitch last year. I bought their Black Friday special right. for the season, right, right. and part of that was you get to go throw out a first pitch. And he's the guy that happened to catch the ball, so he was the, he was my catcher on one yeah. day. But yeah, he's, he's a good cat. He's a big right-hander with a big fastball. Yeah. Apparently, he can run it up to 98. I didn't know that he had that kind of heat. Uh, but I he he came into a bunch of games in relief for them last year down the stretch. Yeah, he's a good cat. I, I interacted a lot with him last year up in Lake Elsinore. Lots of personality too. Yeah, Steve, and also has Steve Wilson on here. Uh, Evan Miller, who also made it to a game, which was cool. I'm like, oh shit, that yeah, Evan. I I found his dad on Twitter, so yeah. I've been talking to his dad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So he had his first outing. It was a clean outing. He yeah. it wasn't everything that he wanted it to be, but no runs. I I don't think he gave up any hits. The second outing, not so much. It wasn't quite so pretty. Uh, but you want to go out there and strike out the first guy. He has yet to rack up a strikeout, but it's okay. You go out there. You're getting outs. You're handling yourself like a pro. You act like you belong. You that, that's that's a right. that's a baby step. Get your feet wet. Because last and year he made training. he made it up to double A. That was as far as he got. Stephen will um um. The other guy. Uh, yeah, Stephen Wilson was in AAA. Yeah. Evan Miller went to AA. Yeah. And then Mason that- Fox, he was all over the place last year, but he was a big part of the um, the Storm making their playoff push. Yeah. yeah. 
we I, we got him on an interview for just a minute or two. Right. Uh, at a post game. Yeah, he's thin. And he throws the ball very hard. He throws it hard. And yeah. So you look at him, you go, this guy can put on another 20 pounds, and then what's that going to do? Yeah. And then Jordan Guerrero was the last guy on the list. And the opposite of thin, he is a large human being. <laughs> I love Jordan. Oh, my God. He's such so a good cool. guy. <laughs> he's a great guy. I love and that you walked it, up to him and you're like, hey, do you speak English? And he's like, come on, man. <laughs> well, Hey, if you guys haven't seen Jordan Guerrero, I'm the Jordan Guerrero. You right. look at him like, I bet he doesn't speak a lick of English. Yeah, he looks like he's from Venezuela or something. Right. And so I, I was sitting next to him waiting for, I think I was waiting for, um, ah, God, I can't remember. I, I think I was waiting for um, Gabriel Arias. And I had a few minutes. I'm like, and he was sitting right next to the other chair, and I was on his phone. I'm like, hey, do you speak English? <laughs> God, what a tool move. Hey, do you speak English? He's like, yeah. You want to talk to me for a minute or two? Sure. <laughs> Google, Google, Google. You know, get on minor league baseball. Okay, all right. Jordan Guerrero. Oh, you're from Florida. Okay, blah, blah, blah. I talked to him for a few minutes. He was super cool. Yeah. Um, you know, but you feel like I'm such a tool, man. And- yeah, so I was hearing rumors when these three trades happened, and there was a player to be named later. I thought that he was going to wind up being one of those guys named as the player to be named later. And then the Rule 5 draft came, yeah. and there it seemed pretty likely that he might be pulled in that, too, because he can I mean, he can hit 100, and he's got a slider, and he's the big, durable yeah. reliever that yeah. a lot of guys, you can take him and just slot him right into a Major League bullpen. And you can hide him in there to get him the innings and get him familiar with Major League. Yeah. Right. His... his um, that was the only piece of information during the winter meetings. I'm sorry to interrupt you. That I got was his agent uh-huh. stopped me at the Hilton. He's like, "Hey, Friars in the Farm." I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, I know you guys." I'm like, "Who are you?" <laughs> He's like, "I'm Carlos Suarez's agent. Also, I'm Jordan Guerrero. You guys had him on the podcast." I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "He's gonna go in the Rule Five. I'm like, "Can I tweet that?" And he's like, yeah, you can do that. Other stuff he told me I couldn't tweet, but he's like, "Yeah, you can do that." And then I tweeted that out that he might be a Rule Five guy. He's like, he was, he was kind of. He's not going to be a Padre anymore. Like, okay. So I tweeted that. Even the my, even podcast guys get information. Which he didn't He didn't get drafted or nothing. Well, now he's a Padre and serving up taters to Austin Allen. Sorry to rain on that parade. That was, I thought that was a funny moment. That, that was a really funny When moment. Austin Allen comes up and, they, and then he goes deep. It's like, well, I guess we know who won that trade. But we'll see. We'll see. I still have high hopes for Jerks and Profar. So then the sister article that Mad Friars came out with the was the infielders. Yeah. Or the, the hitters, yeah. Charlie Aquino, a 2018 an international signee, was at the Dominican all year. He had a cup of coffee in the AZL. Um, haven't heard much about him. He's a shortstop. He's a shortstop. And that's the thing. When they're in Dominican, we don't hear anything. Absolutely. There's no I mean, media coverage there. James Clark, I, puts, I think, puts it in his uh, daily rundown. Right. Right, but all you can do is look at the box score. Right. And the box score tells you nothing in that league. Because it's, I mean, they're, everybody's working on different stuff. Yeah. And it's, I mean, people are, you got a lot of these players that are learning the game. They're learning the mechanics of the rules of the game and things like that. Right. And you've got umpires that are of a lower quality than the guys you see in the AZL even. Yeah. So, and the scorekeeping and all of that. So, hits are ruled as errors and... Outs are not called outs. The guy's called safe. It's, it's right. It's a little Sunday league chat. Like, ah, it's a hit. Yeah. <laughs> Esteban Quiroz, El Pony. Yeah, he's he's been quiet so far this spring. 
He hasn't really made a whole lot of yeah. noise. He hasn't a lot of, had a lot of opportunities either. Comes in late in the game, gets a couple right. at-bats. He's doing okay, but the guy can flat out hit. Yeah. So, I mean, as they point out, that some a couple of things have to go wrong for him to get an opportunity. But all he's done the last couple of years is hit in the minors after spending like eight years in the Mexican League tearing yeah. it up. And he, had a, he tore it up in the Winter League this last year as well. He did. So he's pretty much second base only, although he's played third base and shortstop, but I guess they're not really looking at him as... He's, he's second base. Yeah. He's second base. Uh, Ethan Skender, friend of the podcast. What a good guy. You yeah. Know, I, I'm, I'm a huge Ethan Skender. I'm a huge fan of Ethan Skender, the human being, yeah. but he's also an incredibly talented kid. Yeah. So you got to see a little bit of what he could do last year. So now after another full off season, getting strong, getting back up to speed, I'm curious to see if he can stay healthy and really take off this year. Then Michael Suarez, uh, completely unheralded in high school without a significant college commitment. He agreed to a three-day minimum, 125, 38th rounder, his 18th birthday. So a lot of these young guys that they're just throwing in there. But I want to get to Michael Curry. Well, he calls him a big-bodied first-base-only batter. So the guy must be a thumper. Right. I want to talk about Michael Curry. Okay. So Michael Curry rented an RV. From his hometown, where I can't remember where, and he drove. So he he started an Instagram account called the RV Situation, and him and his girlfriend drove across country, and he posted it along the way. So where did they drive from and to? Uh, wherever he's from. Okay. I don't know where he's from. And were they going to spring training? Is they, that yeah? They came to spring training. It was like last week. Um, you know, he, he Georgia. All right. I'm going to have to look this up. That's RV situation. Uh, he really, I got a little offended because he they, was. Do they plan on living in the RV during? They, yep. Go okay. to RV, folks, go on Instagram, RV situation, just like the word situation. And he's like, we're home. And you see it. It's up on blocks. It's got the wheel covers. Um, it's in an RV park. <laughs> but I got a little offended because he started busting on joey and ryan after we posted the video or after we posted the the shirts oh and i was like dude well tell him to make his way out to lake elsinore and uh you know hang out with us a little bit and we'll maybe we'll make a t-shirt for him well i, I was thinking the same thing like the arby situation t-shirt's got to be something we got to make for him but he's got to make it to lake elsinore before we uh before we get him on the podcast the the battle wagon adventures is that what i'm looking at nope rv situation oh, yeah. oh no this is it yeah okay yeah rv yeah. situation all right i need after we uh after we wrap it up i'm gonna have to check this out yeah it's pretty cool and it's a great idea it just doesn't have to worry about having a roommate doesn't have to worry about you know because he has a girl with him yeah so, so you get some privacy right why not you know absolutely <laughs> So um, while we're in uh, Fort Wayne, that's he spent most of his year in Fort Wayne last yeah. year. Another guy on the list here is Dwayne Williams Sutton. Yeah, and I I think it's it's funny because they say uh, um, William Sutton didn't get to his power especially well at the plate, but there's power in there. What what did he have to say? Oh, a strong walk rate and some sort of absurd magnetic field that attracts pitched baseballs. Because <laughs> he got hit by a pitch like nobody else last 51 year. Fifty one times, I think it is. Yeah, I think three he broke times the minor league record. I mean, crazy, but he, he is a big dude and he stands right on top of the plate and he's not afraid to get out no. of the way. And he's built like a tank. So it's he like, is. what the hell? Yeah. So that power is coming. You know, to wrap it up here, Christian Heredia, friend of the podcast, Taylor Lomack, Junior Perez, still just 17 years old. A lot of these guys are super young, mm -hmm. have a long way to go, but it's kind of nice that they get their name out there, put them on the radar. I think when uh, David J tweeted this, he's like, you want to be the hipster and Padres know-it-alls? 
Read this article on these guys. Oh, there's some guys here that are definitely way off the map. So Jared Alvarez Lopez was just drafted last year out of high school. Um, so nobody's really had a look at him. I don't think he played um, summer ball. Um, well, maybe a little bit. But uh, And then Juan Fernandez, he was the backup to Blake Hunt yeah. in, in Fort Wayne. But the guy can hit. Yeah. And so it sounds like he's going to be getting some opportunities at first base. Um, nickname is Chimmy, and everybody there just loved him. He was like the the mascot in the club in the dugout. Really? Yeah, he's. I mean, his English is very rough, but he's got so much personality, and everybody just rallied around him. Well, even with the picture that they have on Mad Friars, he's like on second base, going, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." So that must have been in some big moment. It was just everybody loves that guy. Right. It was funny. After, so we were there that night that they came back. They had that big comeback win, and so the local news people were there to talk to Anthony. Um, Anthony Contreras. Contreras, thank you. I was going to say Walmart. AC. Yeah, Anthony Contreras. And so he took a bat and he was like talking into it like it was a microphone. He was interviewing Blake Hunt and it was so funny. <laughs> How do you feel about today? <laughs> are you are you happy with your team? And you see, you know, Blake like hammering up. Well, you know, today we did really good with the team. I'll turn all these. Uh... Yeah, it was a funny moment. It's just like in the corridor on the way back to the to the the locker room. It was just, it was funny. Well, hey, before we bring on. Jose Cazada. Yes. We're going to listen to my friend, Travis Ehlers. Yes. Dr. Trav, I got adjusted yesterday. Um, I worked out a little too hard on Monday. Felt it yesterday really bad. So gave him a text. Hey, you around? He's like, come on by. Fixed me up. I woke up this morning feeling perfectly fine. I mean, you guys really, it, it, spine maintenance in chiropractic, sports chiropractic is so important to someone like me that has hip issues, that has, is on his feet all day, that plays on the weekends. Um, you're going to hear that. They're going to come back with Jose Cazada. Up on the bandwagon, man, while you can better doubt me now. Hi, I'm Dr. Travis Ehlers, and I'm a certified chiropractic sports physician. Been in practice for 14 years, and I'm located at Oasis MD in Mira Mesa. I see patients anywhere from the weekend warrior to professional athletes, all the way to kids, pregnant women, basically anyone that has musculoskeletal conditions. So if you want any more information or would like to uh, see a chiropractor, you can locate me at 844-627-4763. That's my office number. Otherwise, you can get more information on my website, www.drtravisehealers.com. Otherwise, um, I have social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So just uh, look up my name, Dr. Travis Ehlers. Jose Cazada was drafted down in the 2018 draft, 291st overall at a Texas Tech Lubbock. The Padres had the Chihuahua Mexico native dip his toe into affiliate ball right away with one game in Tri-Cities, then was sent to Class A Fort Wayne for a nine-game stint before going on the IL. In 2019, the 23-year-old piled up strikeouts with 89 and 70 in the third innings, and he made his spring training debut just this week against Major League hitters. Uh, and he joins us now here. Jose, how you doing? Pretty good. How's it going? So you're born and raised in Chihuahua, but then you wound up going to high school briefly in Colorado and then going off to college. How did how did that all happen? How'd you make your way to Colorado of all places? 
Uh, well, I have some family friends that live up there, and then they kept begging my parents to let me go up there and live with them. So I went in the summer to play a summer tournament, and then we just got it going from there. We just got a student visa and stuff, and then we just kept going from there. So now you went from, from high school to, J, to junior college right before you made it to Texas Tech? Yes, I went to a junior college in Big Spring, Texas. It's called Howard College. So were you recruited out of high school, or did you have to reach out to try to find an opportunity? Uh, it was kind of funny because my physics coach, he was the pitcher for the Twins, so we got along pretty well, and he's the one who got me the hookup with the guy from Howard, and then they offered me, and then he used that's how the process started. Wow. So it's it's not always what you know, it's who you know. So was Yeah, he, exactly. He pitched in the majors? Yeah, I think he played like three years in the majors. His name is Danny Bays, but he's oh. not very, very known. Yeah. Yeah, D-A-N-Y-S, right? Yes. There was another Padre, that, uh, a guy that was drafted out of Howard. Uh, I can't remember his last name. I saw when I was doing your... Uh, Doing the prep for you, but he was he was drafted a Padre. Oh, how about that? Yeah, another guy for the Angels also. So there's a couple. Um, your program has got a few draft picks out of there in the past uh, ten years or so. So I want to talk yeah, about. Let, let's let's talk about your last outing, your first spring training outing. Uh, I was so stoked when I watched that game, and it was against the Angels. And tell me how how did how did you feel going up there? Against major league hitters. Uh, honestly, I didn't, I didn't see it coming until I was in the mound. Then that's when it hit me. I was like, okay, these are some big league hitters. And then I didn't realize that I was about to face Otani. And then <laughs> they, they they called his name, and I was like, wow, I'm about to face a big time player. And then he just, it didn't go as well, but it was a pretty cool experience. And then we can just learn from it. Absolutely. I mean, you were I mean, you take a kid that was in single A last year and put him up against major league hitters. I mean, that's that's pretty big. So for you to go and just handle yourself. So were you talking to any of the uh, the big league pitchers when you were in the bullpen or anything like that? Yeah, I was talking to a couple of them, and they were just like, "Okay, it's just like a regular baseball game, so you just have to go out there and have fun. You practice enough, and then now you just have to show what you practice for." Was there a scouting report on any of these guys? Uh, there was for, for a couple of them, but not for many of them. It was used for us to like throw and then see how our stuff was doing and stuff. So it, it was just practice. Well, that's a good question. Did they tell you, okay, I want you to throw primarily fastballs or did they say mix things up or did they give you a plan to go in or did they say, go out there and do it? There you, they used to tell you to go out there and do it just uh-huh. to see what you can do. So let's talk about that. Cause the first guy you beamed. Which, yep. which I personally like because then the rest of the guys are just going to come to the plate a little scared, maybe a little uh, you know, tentative at the plate. But then he gets the ground ball. He gets the ground ball. Uh, he walked Otani, which was fine. Dude, I mean, who's not going to – I mean, major league pitchers walk Shohei Otani. Yeah. So you're all good there. But then he gets his ground ball, and they get the lead runner. They get him at second. And then you then you walk and then you know then the guy hit the ball out to Huddy. Mm. Yeah, it was it was pretty. I mean, it was a good outing. He used I I could have done a little better, but it was just so good good stuff to start with. We can use go from there. So how do you how how long in advance did you know that you were going to be with the big league team that day? Did you find out that day or the day before? 
it was two days before, but it was weird because I walked up the big league game on Monday and my parents came up to see me because they were like, okay, it's your first big league game. Then they left. And then as soon as they left, I was like, okay, I think I'm, I'm throwing on Thursday. They were like, no way. <laughs> so yeah, are, you, but, are your parents in Texas? They live in Mexico still. Oh, they're still in Mexico. Yeah. Okay, so you came to uh, you came to the U.S. Uh, as a, on a student visa, you said, and yes. to, to just get an education because both your parents are college educated. Uh, what do they do back in Mexico? My mom is an accountant, and then my dad is an engineer. So how far? Engineers. He's an engineer. Yeah, I'm an engineer. <laughs> so the, Chihuahua is a long ways away from. Yeah. From uh, yeah, I, my my Mexico geography isn't the greatest. Uh, Mexico Chihuahua is not too far from Texas, right? No, not too far. But to get out to Arizona, you you're not going to make that drive. They flew. Uh, they drove. It's like nine hours, nine and hours and thirty minutes. Nah. It's it's not that bad. That's not too bad. That's not too bad at all. So then you went to high school in Colorado. You uh, transferred from Howard, where you did really where you killed it, and Howard, uh, then to Texas Tech. Um, you've always been, did you, were you a starter in high school or you've always been a reliever or how did that work out? I was in a starter in high school. Then in junior college, I relieved some games and started some other games. And then Texas Tech just wanted me to go there and relieve. So then that's when everything just got going like that. So how did, were you recruited out of Howard to go to Texas Tech? Uh, yes. So I threw in one of the playoffs games. As a reliever, and then Texas Tech saw me, and they were like, okay, he's got the, I guess, the relief gene. So then they offered me as a reliever. Nice. And then you went into uh, kinesiology, and you got your bachelor's degree in kinesiology. Yeah, I, I finished all my school work already, so that's good. So was that, do you, do you, uh, did you have a career path in mind, or was it because you want to be curious about how to use your body as, a, as an athlete? Uh, I started used to know how to use my body, but I definitely want to keep my, myself in the sports uh, area and just see what happens after baseball. Well, hopefully you don't have to worry about that for a long time. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's right. So you've always been a reliever. So your senior season, you were first-team All-American. I think that was in high school? Ooh, I don't know about that one. It might have been with college. I have it down here, senior season, uh, first team All American. Uh, I don't know. Bad. Huh? You know, it's funny we talked to someone else and uh, we asked him like, "Hey, so you like throwing the frisbee around?" And I think it was Steve Wilson. He's like, "No." Oh, but with him, they made something up and they put it on his college profile. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? It's like, yeah. Well, I mean, I can go throw a frisbee, but I don't. It's not a hobby. So. Yeah. so so, so this maybe la- they made up an award for him. Right. <laughs> I'm just a bad at doing my prep. Um, so this was your first full offseason as a pro ball player, yeah? Yes, sir. Where did you train? Did you train back home in Chihuahua or did you train up here? I went back to Texas Tech. So I was training there at the facilities and stuff. And then I got a side job as well, too. What, what was the side job, if you don't mind, mind me asking? It was at the Hyper Wellness Center. It, they had cryotherapy and stuff like that. So it was a pretty cool place. Oh, nice. Well, it's a kinesiology. Yeah, yeah well, it goes get, right into your... You get some fringe yeah. benefits, too. After a good workout, you go do your own cryo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so well, this is going to be off the topic, but what is what does the cryogenic, what does that do for recovery? Uh, it's almost basically like an ice bath, but it only lasts three minutes. So it's super quick, and then 
it kind of helps you helps you with your mood as well when you get out you're gonna get a little happy and then it just give you a little more energy so I, I like it a little better than an ice bath so we like to hear people's draft stories uh where were you on the day that you got drafted did you know that you that the padres were looking at you i knew they were looking at me and then i was eating dinner with some of my friends and then i got a call from one of my coaches then i had to wait a couple hours used to have the talk and then i was just very excited used to see what happened in the in the future so who was your scout uh uh-oh uh-uh. Uh, Matt Schaffner. That's, okay, that's all right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. It's been a whirlwind season for you, man. Don't worry about it. And like, I'm sure the scouts aren't going to be all upset if you don't remember their name, and that's, that's all right. So you were, the Padres drafted you along with one of your teammates, Grant Little. Did you guys know each other much on the team, and, and how was that? Yeah, me and Grant were actually roommates when we the year we got drafted. So we lived together, so we were really good friends. So I wonder if the Padres came to take a look at one of you, and then they saw the other guy, and they go, hey, that guy's pretty good too. Let's take them both. Yeah, that, that's pretty. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that happened. So you guys weren't roommates in Fort Wayne this year too, were you? No, he was rooming with the outfielders, and I was with, rooming with some pitchers. Oh, so they do. They kind of group them in in positions. Yeah, I've noticed that. Like they had, Yeah. So you came to America and you didn't speak English. Uh, what was that process like of, of God learning a new culture, learning as you're trying to learn a, a language? I mean, you speak excellent English now, but that's only a few years ago that you were, you know, that you came here to America. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty hard, but you just have to keep trying and not be embarrassed of yourself. If you keep trying and trying, then at some point you're going to be able to get it going. So was it like just paying attention to people's conversations? Did you watch a bunch of movies, listen to music, that kind of stuff? I think watching movies and listening to music, it helps you a lot just to understand like more of the daily basis stuff. And then that's how everything is kind of figured out. Well, you're doing a hell of a lot better than me. I've been in the kitchen. I've been in restaurants for 25 years. I can order a burrito. That's about all I can do. And I can, but I can order it so well that they speak Spanish back to me. But then I lock up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything. That's awesome. Um, I had a question on. So, the, the so what, what kind of music were you listening to to learn English? Oh, I like country music. Well, I like all kind of kinds of music. So, I it just depends on the mood I'm in. Then just kind of shuffle it on my phone, and then just see the lyrics, and then just learn them. But you're about to say country music. That's perfectly fine. You're you're spending a lot of time in Texas. You got to blend in. Yeah, exactly. Who uh, who are some of the who are some of the country uh, stars that you like to listen to? I like Cody Johnson a lot. Okay. Yeah. So, did you get to do anything fun this off season? Anything you know? I know training and working and all of that that takes up a lot of your time. But did you get to go on any little trips or do anything interesting? Um, I used to went to visit my family a couple times and just hang out with them because I don't see them that often. So I had to spend some time with them. So now when you were going to school, um, did you, uh, you were separate from your family when you were in high school, right? Yes. So who were you living with in, uh, through high school? Uh, it was some family friends that just kind of became like my second parents. They were like my guardians and stuff. So they're pretty close to me. They're kind of my, my second family now. And so you've been living away from your family for several years wow. now. Yes. That's, yes. that's a lot of dedication to, to chase your dream like that. Yeah, I had to. You just have to give up some things. I appreciate that. So hopefully, 
hopefully before long you can uh, you, know, you can make this all worthwhile and, and be able to give back to your family. Absolutely. So what are you working on here in spring? Are, are you working on, uh, are you still with, when you're not with the big league club at a game, are you pitching with those guys in a rotation or in a group or do they send you back over to the minor league side? Uh, I throw my live bullpens to the big leaguers and then I use the days I don't throw a bullpen or anything. I just go with the minor league uh, group. So then once minor league camp opens up, are you going to be over on that side full time? Uh, I'm not sure if I'm still going to back up some of the games or what's the deal going to be, but hopefully I can just still spend some time with the big leaguers just to learn a little more. Have you been able to make much of a connection with those guys? Uh, yeah. I have a pretty good connection with a couple of the, the guys and then just kind of build relationships with them and just learn from them. Yeah. You, you got Gerardo Reyes, who's you know a, a paisano of yours. I know, yeah. I was talking to him today before he went in, and we just talked for a couple of innings and stuff like that. Have you talked to Jose uh, our, um, Munoz? Andres Munoz. Oh, yeah. Andres Munoz. I, he was at the game as well, so we talked a little bit too. Yeah. I, he hasn't he hasn't pitched in the game yet. I think they're uh, they're they've got him on the slow path. Right, but they just threatened to have him come out. They're like, "You want me to come out? I'll throw like 103. It's good." You know? <laughs> we're yeah. big, we're big. We've been following him for a couple of years now, and uh, it's nice to see how how quickly he moved up. Um, yourself, you you know you got you got the makeup, you got the velocity. Uh, are there any off speed pitches that you're working on in the in spring training? Is there stuff that they want you? Uh, yeah, how about why don't you tell us what you throw right yeah. now, and then uh, and then what you're working on? Yeah, I'm throwing a my fastball changeup and a slider. So, uh, so I'm I'm working on my changeup a little more. They told me that it could be a really effective pitch, so I'm working on that to throw a little more often. Are you uh, are you messing with your grip? I know there's a ton of different ways to hold on to a changeup. Uh, they used to tell me to get a little more comfortable throwing it. It's a pretty good pitch, but I just never really got the feel to throw it often. So I'm just getting a little comfortable. Is it the circle change? No, it's kind of like a split change. Oh. So between yeah. between your index and your middle finger? It's between my middle finger and then next to it, yeah. Oh, okay. Like so like a Vulcan, they they call that a – some people call that a Vulcan change. Yeah, Vulcan change. It, yeah. Have you ever seen Star Trek, the TV show? No, I haven't. Oh, there's there's a guy on there that his his sign he says live long and prosper and he yeah. salutes everybody like that and so they call it a Vulcan change because of that that pitch. But I mean that's what Chris Paddock pitches. I guess yeah. he just taught uh, yeah. Garrett Richards how to throw that pitch. Yeah. So it can be pretty devastating once you figure out what to do with it. Well, hey, these yeah. guys, these guys are going to be out here at spring training next week. I'll be out there the following week. Uh, that's when camp will be open. So we'll be out there in the backfields hanging out. Uh, don't be afraid to say hi to us, or you can big league us. It's all good. But we'll see you out there. Um, what's the plan? What's the goals for this year? Other than staying healthy, do you want to like make it to Fort Wayne? Do you want to get out of Fort Wayne and get up to Lake Elsinore? What's your? Do you have a goal in mind for the year? Oh, uh, my goal is to be in Amarillo. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, for a reliever, if if you're doing well, you can move up. Yeah. You know, they they move you guys around more yeah. than they seem to move the starters. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, hopefully I can start in Lakey or Amarillo, and then just work with, just keep throwing good, and then make my way up. Do you just say Lake E? Is that a little slang? Is that the little minor league yeah. slang, Lake E? Yeah, that's it. Oh, uh, now we know some minor league slang, dude. It only took us a couple of years to get there. Right. Well, can I say Lake Elsinore? No, it's Lake E. All right, Lake, lake E. e. Lake okay. E. 
Well, and they have host families there too. So once you get to Lake Elsinore, you will definitely be familiar with with living with a complete. Well, friends here is obviously in in Colorado, but they have host families out there, and you'll be living with a family. You'll be seeing a lot of us out there. We go up to several games during the year. I'm always in the camera taking pictures and bugging you guys for interviews. Uh, we can't wait to run into you in spring training. We really appreciate uh, Jose the time for taking out to talk to us. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Well, that was cool. Yeah, that was great. It's always nice getting to know somebody new in the organization. Absolutely, I mean, new to us at least. It would per- exactly because we, you know, you see his name, you see his name in the write-ups, you see his name in the in you know in when you watch the games, but sure. you never get a chance to talk to the guy. If you see him and you've seen him. He looks like a pitcher. Like, he has the trunk. Those legs, he's, he's got some trunks. He looks like a pitcher. He's a little shorter guy. Yeah, he's 5'9". But he, he so can power the ball. So he's undersized, but he's got the power fastball. Yeah. Yeah. So Because his name stood out to me. I don't know why, but I caught on to that during the draft. I was following it, and they picked Grant Little out of Texas Tech. And then, like, six rounds later, they pick Jose Quezada out of Texas Tech. And, oh, okay, some, some symmetry here. Now, the only thing I remember about Grant Little in college was he made that incredible play. I think they were in the, I want to say, College World Series, but was that someone else? That he's He was an outfielder, and I remember a, a video of him making a, a diving catch. Just absolutely stole a home run. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I've been following him whenever we, whenever we, like on occasion, I'll just go on a run and just find all these minor league guys that the Padres have signed that are international guys that have Instagrams. Oh, yeah. Um, and I've been following him for several years uh, since we drafted him a couple of years back. Several years, a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's getting late in the podcast. <laughs> but you follow these guys and you kind of follow their lives and you kind of follow them a little bit on baseball and when I saw him at the at the game the other day, I'm like, dude, we need to talk to him. We need to get him on. Yeah, that's that's got to be so exciting that yeah. you're having he's made it up to single A, and then he gets a chance to go up and holy crap, that's Shohei Otani. Right, <laughs> four <laughs> pitches for him. Four yeah. pitches. No, you don't put anything <laughs> down Broadway for him. No, uh, just just and even the coach is like, hey, that's not a bad idea. You know, it's good. It's all right. Yeah. Um, so Wednesday, Angela and I are heading out to Peoria yes. for spring training. Yes. Uh, so you have loaned me a piece of equipment here, and I'm going to bring that with me, and hopefully I'll get a chance to talk to a couple of guys. It's going to. I plan on the trip being more fun than work. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm thinking Saturday, maybe we'll, uh, maybe I'll, I'll reserve that to try to chat with some people once I've got the lay of the land. Yeah. Well, we'll get, we put some questions together. Just a few. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? How was your off season? Yeah. It's not going to be as in depth as we had last year. We had players. Uh, JP from the Padres had guys brought out to us. Uh, we asked Mac because he was out back eating. But like you know, it was more having them work for us. And this year, I I let Craig know like, no, dude, no, we'll just let us know what we can't do. Yeah. Which we know we're not going to go to the clubhouse. I might get there early, so we go the following weekend. I might get there one morning and make the uh, Tingler presser. Okay. And maybe ask a question if I can squeeze in the question about the minor league guys. Sure. Um, but I might want to be there for that. Or if, if Predator's going to be available on that day, because I do, I'm going to have one day where I'm going to spend all my morning and probably a good part of the afternoon uh, talking to guys. And it's going to be maybe four guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to target CJ Abrams. I want to talk to Joshua Mears. Um, any of those guys that you grab and I don't have to grab, that'd be fantastic. We'll yeah, think- I, I plan on taking the opposite approach of just, you know, whoever's whoever walking has by a, has a free moment. Right. Like, what a couple white whales. Ask a few questions. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, 
And that's the best way to do it, really. You know, grab a couple guys in a row. Like, and you know, maybe, uh, you know, Grant, Blake Hunt is talking to someone and grab him and another guy. Hey, yeah. what's going on? Well, I mean, last year we wound up hanging out watching one of the games and me and Angelo were chatting with Ryan Weathers, Luis Patino, yeah. and Seth Mayberry. They're all just kind of hanging out watching the game. And so they're goofing around. And it's neat seeing those moments with those guys. Yeah. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of free time in between. It's not scripted, and I don't feel right trying to like interrupt people's schedule. Right. Like when they're trying to eat lunch. Hey, when right. you're done eating, can can I talk to you? No, I feel I feel like a tool doing that. Right. But if the game's going on and they're just sitting there watching, and hey, can I borrow? Can I talk to you for a minute? Or they're walking back to the clubhouse. Let me walk with you. Ask you a couple questions. And that def- kind of thing. Definitely, when they're out there on the field, are you know sitting in the back, you know, in the dugout or in the stands, we will definitely make sure that we can do that. I don't want to go do that and have a coach go what. The- are you doing? Oh yeah, no, no. I'm not crossing any boundaries. Right, I'm talking no. about when you see the games going on, yeah. and then you've got the people standing outside the fences, and they're they have to be there. They're required right. to be right, there right. to watch what's going on. <laughs> and they're yeah. talking that big league. The, the big league talk is when you're you're talking real quiet. Like you're you could be standing right next to them, and you can't hear a word. You know they're talking, but uh-huh. you can't hear a word they're saying because they don't want anyone else to know what they're saying. It's like the big league talk. It's like yeah, but yeah. you look around and you see all these conversations going yeah. on, and you've got scouts. You've got coaches, you've got players, you've got family members. And that's the cool thing for me about being on the back lots in the afternoons like that is that it's, it's quiet and it's, it's like there's a a high school baseball game going on. Not even that, because you don't have people cheering. You don't have mom and dad in the stands cheering. You might have a couple of parents there, but for the most part, everybody's just there to do their work. Yeah. And it's, it's quiet. It's a lot of hushed kind of mumbles. It's, it's a different environment, but I really, it's, pure baseball and I, I really enjoy it except for the music blurring out of the central speaker ding 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 well that's ding, during ding, practice ding, that's ding, during warm ups that's, that's so a rad. whole different thing yeah so hopefully we get to see La Chona and maybe Chirso <laughs> and Ellis do some dances for us well alright so no podcast next week guys I hope the 5.5 guys put one out yeah, and Ellis Bells are recording to us right next door so we're doing our job putting out content yes yeah so you can reach me on Twitter at SD Donovan. <laughs> I am at Zippy underscore TMS. Oh, and until then, see you this Sunday, San Diego Marlins. Oh, little SDABL trash. Little, yeah, little uh, Sunday league chat because uh, Ian, I play on Ian's 25A team, and we're playing the San Diego Marlins, who are Danny and Eric from the 5.5 podcast, uh, out deep, deep East County in Ramona. And uh, 9.30, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a good time. All right, look out. All right. Yeah, I keep building that chip up on my shoulder. Keep feeding that monkey on my back. I can feel your heart air blowing in colder. Stoking this fire up under my ass. Got me living for the day. Gonna see my face big as life. Last laughing out loud. Loving on. Begging you to doubt me now Yeah, I love all you haters Come on and doubt me now Try and doubt me now Hop on the bandwagon